0: Welcome to the Social Source Podcast. I'm Haley Hilton, your host and social media coach. If you're finally ready to start showing up on social with confidence, flow, and ease in a way that feels soul aligned and authentic to you, then you're in the right place. I want to help you become the go to person in your space to raise your profile and your prices to finally go from solopreneur to the CEO of your business. You ready? Let's get started. Welcome back to The Social Source. I am so glad you are here. Oof, do I have an episode for you today. This one is especially for my sage-burning entrepreneurs. Okay, have you guys ever had this experience where you keep waking up at 4am and it's like this idea has dropped into you and awakened your soul? You know that feeling? Okay, now imagine you didn't just dismiss it. You didn't just think it was like some crazy idea. You actually started to take aligned action and you made it a reality. In fact, you're now leading an empire that is changing the game for future generations to come. This is just one part of Iman Nabas's story. And I am so freaking honored that she said yes to being on this podcast to have a different kind of business conversation today. We're going deep into what following your intuition feels like in business and the power of your origin story and sharing your story, even when it feels scary. And then how do we stay connected to this higher calling, this idea, especially when things get hard and like life gets in the way, how do we stay aligned to the vision? Okay. That's what we are diving into. But before we do, in case you don't know Iman's story, here's a little background. So Iman is the founder of Ketish, a luxury feminine sexual wellness brand that aims to empower women to explore their femininity, but on their own terms. And it was the first brand to launch out of Huda Beauty's HB Angels incubator program. The name was derived from Ketish, which is the ancient Egyptian goddess of sexuality and pleasure. A woman unapologetically free of shame, free of guilt and free to love her freaking self. The Kedish range includes feel-good, multi-beneficial products for her and her most precious parts. Free from stigma and luxurious in every way. They're these little like golden packets that you're actually proud to take out in public. So it's like no more walk of shame to the bathroom. Ladies, you know. Okay, but more important than the products, the brand aspires to create a safe space for women, by women, powered by expert advice, personal stories, and super relatable content. And just check out the Instagram because it is a vibe, just like today's episode. So you ready? Let's get into it. So I remember I was listening to you talk at, it was an El Couture event, and I had seen you talk before, and like your brand story just really resonated with me, your brand purpose. And then you mentioned this one thing where you were like, it was the middle of the night and you felt like the universe sent you a sign about the, I think it was the name. I can't remember if it was the business idea or the brand name. And like, you got up and just started like journaling and like, that's where it started. And I want to know like, what does it feel like to be, to get those intuitive hits, to be in touch with the universe, to follow your intuition? Like, what does that feel like for you in your body?
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, that's funny (laughs) that you remember that. I definitely think that Kaddish is very ingrained into my purpose. And that is why I received the messages that I received when I received them. It was was actually, yeah, like four o'clock in the morning, which is typically, (laughs) I call it my witching hour. It still happens to this day. It is um,
0: It is officially. Do you know that? Is it? <laughs> I swear to God. So, so I went through this phase where I was waking up at 4 a.m. on the dot. Like I have a Fitbit, right? So I went into my Fitbit data and it was like 4 a.m., 4 a.m., 4 a.m. So crazy. And then somehow I'm guided to the spiritual person who starts speaking. And I find a YouTube video. And the YouTube video is like, if you are waking up between the hours of 3 and 4 a.m., your spirit guides are trying to connect with you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Is the hour. <laughs> oh my gosh, all the time. They are so active. And it's it's usually like 3.15 or somewhere between 4 and 4.30 that I get woken up, which is crazy. But very much so years ago when I first started thinking of Kaddish, that that was the call. Like 4 a.m., knock, knock, knock on the brain. And I started writing down all these ideas for... Kettish and what I wanted it to look like. And, and it all was just like coming to my brain. And it definitely still continues to happen, like I said, to this day where, you know, my thoughts will wake me up. And I very much believe I've always been quite an intuitive person. I never really understood it. And now I know
0: mm. that,
1: yeah, I do have a strong intuition. Usually what I feel in my gut are usually the thoughts that wake me up. At my, during my witching hour, it's either my brain trying to sort through, you know, thoughts and desires and anxieties, or mm-hmm. it's like, I believe messages from the universe of things to do. And yeah, it's, it's definitely something that still happens. I feel, I feel very grateful to, re- to be connected, but it also is very annoying when you're really busy and you need rest. <laughs> So tired all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. I I feel I I do I I I do feel very grateful. And a lot of people ask me, you know, with the brand that I'm building, it's quite taboo. A lot of people have asked me in the process or or have said to me like, wow, you're so courageous or wow, you're, you're so brave for sharing your story or the intimate details in your life. And sometimes I think about it and I feel like I've always been quite a fearless person, but I also feel like I don't have fear in doing this. And I think that a lot of that has to do with the fact that I don't think I really have a choice. Like it's very much... My purpose is like guiding me through this process and giving me that confidence, like every step of the way. Wow.
0: Sorry. (laughs) you, You feel literally like propelled, like guided along this journey. Yeah. Okay. And now for people who are listening, who don't know your background, your story, can you give us an intro to your story and how Kiddush came to be?
1: Sure. So Kedish is, for those that don't know, it's a feminine and intimate wellness brand. It definitely is more than just that for me. I think the purpose of the brand really, really came about through my own challenges and my own struggles with my feminine health and just like my journey of becoming a woman and trying to understand my body as a woman, period, but also as, you know, a Muslim Middle Eastern American first generation child of immigrants. It's all these complexities and all these layers. And I was forced at a pretty young age to really take my feminine health seriously. Um, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer when I was 21 years old. And I think that that experience really made me realize my lack of education, my lack of knowledge. It also made me realize that A lot of the time, cultural barriers often get in the way of us as women learning about our bodies, going through treatment in my early 20s, I also realized the importance of you know, using products and and using products that had ingredients that were safe and credible. And there was just such a lack thereof at that time. Now, now the space has really changed, but I think that I definitely just saw that there were a number of different gaps, whether it was product, education, community, you know, a, a community of women that maybe I could have turned to or leaned on and Eventually that's what led me to want to create a brand that I wish I had throughout my experience. Just a little note that I didn't mention throughout my my feminine health journey, like my cancer diagnosis, I actually didn't share that information with my family until recently. Oh, yeah. um, and I think that that was something that was very challenging and something that I've definitely had the had the opportunity to, work on in the background as I've been creating this brand so definitely I, I definitely feel at times it's like your darkest moments often lead you to your higher purpose and your higher power and
0: so I definitely feel that's that's been the case with Kaddish 100 yeah that's when the best breakthroughs come out and when you look at any story of any successful person and you look at their so successful now and you go into their story, they overcame like such a big challenge. And so often when you're in that moment, it doesn't feel like that. But if you can just see your life almost like in hindsight, always like this is this is my story. I feel like there's something so powerful about that moment. And I read somewhere the way it said, never take away someone's rock bottom. Like it's not your job to take it away. Like that's serving them in some way, even though it doesn't feel like it at the time. Mm. yeah
1: oh my gosh that hit (laughs) that Mm. hit because you're gonna have a lot of those rock bottom moments and it's true those are the moments
0: that shape you in so many ways (laughs) sometimes in sharing our own story we're sharing the story of other people around us and how do you manage that
1: Oh, that's a great question. It's definitely something that I had to take into consideration, especially before launching the brand. It's actually the reason, or it's what brought me to share, you know, all I had been through with cancer and treatment. And I had never shared it with my family before. And I knew in launching the brand, I mean, they knew that I was always passionate about feminine health. I don't think they they really understood exactly why. I've always had challenges with my hormone health and cysts on my ovaries, but like there was definitely something deeper. And I actually ended up sharing with both my parents on Zoom, wow. like shortly before I, I launched the brand. And it was important for me. I knew that if I was going to have to share my story with the world, it was important for me to share with those closest mm-hmm. to me first, I wanted to prepare them, especially with my parents. You know, they're a part of a community. They they live in California, but they are a part of a small Muslim community. And, you know, in our culture, yeah, your, your family and like the perceptions. And I think by opening that door, it could have led to a, maybe a lot of judgments and they didn't ask to, to be a part of this. Like I, I am creating this. And so it was important for me to protect them in that sense. Mm. It was a really emotional conversation, but they were definitely supportive. I think my, I remember my mom was like, are you
0: sure?
1: Are you, do you have to say everything? And I said to her, You know i'm building this brand i'm building this community where i am inviting women to open themselves up and to learn from me and to learn from our experts but to to have an open mind and to share with us and i can't possibly ask that of my community if i'm not willing to do the same for them so i think once i said that and and once we launched and my, my parents saw you know the reaction and the support and they were like, okay, you're doing, you're doing the right thing. So yeah, I definitely, I don't block anyone. <laughs> no, I do have a close friends list, but okay. I don't use it very often. I'm, I'm very, I mean, if you follow me on social, I'm very much an open book. There are some things that I haven't necessarily talked about, which I want to down the line, but I know I have to have conversations with other people. And I, I think that that's important. Like if I am sharing these stories, I have to they are my journey but they're also someone else's story as well So yeah. I try to be as respectful and mindful as possible
0: yeah approach showing up on social media in that way
1: i think it's definitely taken time and practice i think a year almost a year and a half ago when we first launched i wasn't really doing these like reels or videos where you know it was just me and the camera and I was really like talking about topics where now I definitely feel a lot more comfortable and that has come with practice. I also feel like I'm almost building a community or I'm almost almost building this relationship with the women in our community where they have allowed me to feel comfortable expressing myself. I've been very fortunate where a lot of the information, although it can be seen as like I don't want to say offensive, but for some people, maybe um, taboo topics that, you know, are not normally spoken about in, Mm -hmm. in such an open way, such a, yeah, such an open way. And luckily the women in my community have made me feel really comfortable doing that. And so I think with, it just reinforces my comfort level. I definitely prepare myself. So I always have like notes ready to to guide me through some of the topics that I think are a little bit more touchy. For instance, a few weeks ago, I posted a couple of videos on emergency contraception, which I know is a touchy subject because of some of the misconceptions that are out there and some of the cultural misconceptions that surround the topic of emergency contraception. And I was a little nervous to create that video, but. What I try to do is I always try to step into anything I do with authenticity, a very like pure heart of just putting the information out there in the most credible, Mm -hmm. authentic way possible. And if it's ever ill received, it's always um, a moment for me to like learn Mm -hmm. and improve the next Mm time.
0: (laughs) I really believe in the energetics of social media And I think what you just tapped in there is also your intention. Like you set an intention for the content. You say, I want this to be authentic. I want this to come from my heart. And that is so felt on the other end of that. Like we can feel that intention. And I think it's so important when we're creating content to ask the question, like, why am I creating this? Who is this for and how do I want them to feel? And you seem to do that so intuitively.
1: Thank you. And I think that that's something that Again, it's a part of my experience that I wanted to change for other women. I remember when, you know, we were in school and we were learning about feminine health or sexual health, it was always so daunting and fear-based and there wasn't a ton of like positivity around it. And I wanted to change that experience. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to be the girlfriend on the other end of the phone, you know, having a very lighthearted conversation. There's so many things when it comes to our health that can be very serious and heavy where I want to add a lightness around us and kind of remove that fear because there's so much that gets in the way of us taking care of our bodies. Like let's remove some of the fear. Let's remove some of the discomfort. Let's make it a little lighter so that we can learn and, and get past that.
0: Yeah, because these conversations, like, we've had to have them in the dark for so long that now, like, just to, when somebody even says something over lunch, you know, you're like, oh, that, that yeah. topic, oh, yeah, public light. Yeah. Right. So- oh, my
1: gosh. Have you gone to lunch with me? <laughs> <It's like anytime. laughs> we'll have to do a lunch. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What are some spiritual practices that or rituals that you bring into your business into your life that keep you feeling like aligned to that purpose?
1: The building of the brand has been such a a journey and I definitely have taken advisors like spiritual advisors along on this journey with me it also it's been a major journey of building strength and getting to know myself but also a journey of healing and so I've definitely taken a few spiritual advisors that have helped me along the way like I have this intuitive advisor if you will Um, she's incredible where she's actually able to intuitively connect to my emotions and other people's emotions and it's uh. it's insane. I also have a hypnotherapist that I work with and then I've also gone through like reiki and quantum healing and I think that working with these different advisors if you will or specialists have taught me different rituals or ways to yeah to 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 be in balance with myself because I think balance whenever you're building something of your own balance is like, what's, what's balance? (laughs) What is balance really? Um, So I'm still exact. I'm still learning exactly, you know, what those rituals are. I think for me, what's important is incorporating moments throughout the day that I'm able to kind of like ground in myself, pour back into my cup, Mm -hmm. because I've learned, like when I'm an empty vessel, it's hard for me to show up as like hundred percent myself and give a hundred percent effort so for instance like my morning routine with my gym and my journaling and even just like making my coffee it it sets me up for the rest of the day as well as like my evening routine my bedtime routine of my shower and my oils and my you know putting on my oil diffuser like there's like a whole process and i think having those bookends on my day every single day or most days it helps to ground me and center me and keep me in alignment Mm -hmm. i also think like i'm i'm very much a i know i'm getting woo -woo here but very much a water sign like i need to feel the elements at least a couple times a week so Mm -hmm. i always and i know it too when i've spent too especially in the summer here in dubai when i've spent too much time inside I can feel the effects. So I try to get my, my weekly dose of like beach and sun and really pour back into myself. I would say the last, probably the last little bit is like prayer in the evenings. I'm not a very religious person, but I still, you know, I pray, I believe in God. And that definitely is something that I lean on, especially in times where I feel kind of low, and I need a little help from the higher powers that be. Yeah. And then I also, I really take the time to release and manifest during all the different moon cycles, which I find is is a practice that helps to keep me in alignment in terms of like, what do I need to let go? What do I need to free my mind and my heart from, and then what do I want to pull in from the universe? I'm very diligent when it comes to that. So i got, yeah. I got a lot
0: going on. <laughs> and you mentioned healing in the process of building a business. What were some of those big healing moments?
1: Oh gosh. I think, I mean, obviously that the first was probably my own healing journey, I actually started therapy, like traditional therapy, right around the same time that I started to go full force with the brand. And it was interesting because I feel like as I was, you know, laying down the building blocks of creating Kedish, I was really peeling back Mm -hmm. the layers of who I was and the things that I've been through. And It was definitely a journey of like self-discovery. It was a journey of understanding like what are these cycles that continue to happen in my life, whether it's professionally or personally or in relationships. And so I think that, yeah, in building Kadesh, it was like constantly like me, yeah, having to come out of my comfort zone and therapy helped me deal with that discomfort I just I remember a specific moment. I actually was going through a separation from my husband while I was building this brand, and that's part of the reason why I started to go to therapy in the first place was not only to you know work on myself and some of the things that I wanted to heal or or to grow within myself, but I also wanted to focus on my relationship. And I just remember having a conversation with my therapist, and she said to me, "She's like, Iman, you are building this brand." with the intention to empower women and to educate them and to do all these things <laughs> and to support them. How are you going to empower women mm-hmm. if you yourself, you're not being an empowered woman? Mm-hmm. And it was true, I wasn't I wasn't showing up in my relationships or even in my professional life to today where I understood my power, where I understood my value, where I honored it. And yeah, I just, I really needed that mirror put up, to put up to myself. And that was like the click moment. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting a, a, yeah, I ended up getting a separation from my husband like shortly after. And I think it also helped me understand my power as like a founder and and a businesswoman. And
0: I try to always remember that in everything I do. Wow, that's a lot. Totally understand that as well. I also went through this whole like, I think it forces you to ask the question like, who am I? And then if the answer is, I want to lead people, I want to have an impact on people, Then it like put like you said, puts the mirror back on you, like, are you the leader? Are you like, oh, okay, okay. I need to step into that role. Oh, okay, yeah. Just to be able to hold space for for others. Wow.
1: Right. And it really holds you it holds you accountable. And I think you you said it earlier, you know, how do you show up authentically? How do you show up with confidence? And it's because I try to practice what I preach. And I think that she helped me see that, you know, that there were areas in my life where I wasn't hundred percent showing up for myself. I wasn't a hundred percent honoring myself. And how could I encourage other women to do this, to do that in their lives if I wasn't doing it for myself and I wasn't demanding that respect and, you know, being valued by those mm. around me as well. And so- Ooh. Yeah, just help me like move in authenticity. It's still something that I struggle with. Definitely, I'm learning how how all of that applies to every area of my life. But yeah, it was really
0: it's really eye opening. (laughs) I think especially like with social media and stuff. If somebody's not doing the work behind the scenes, it feels like something's off. It feels like okay, this is not right. But when you're doing the work and you know how much that work is, like it's it's not easy to do the work i think a lot of people i think a lot of people look at somebody who's confident or he's and they go you have it so easy and it's like this took practice this took work like and face and and facing yourself
1: yeah i think something i learned in quantum healing actually was you know what we hold on to whether it's emotional things that have happened in our lives or like certain traumas. What we hold on to manifests in our body and and typically manifests in a physical way. And I remember I was really struggling with my, my hormone health and I was seeing a lot of physical effects from that. And something that I learned in quantum healing was we as women, we hold a lot of our emotional stress, if you will. In our reproductive organs. So what we feel emotionally, we will typically manifest in some sort of ailment in our reproductive system. And there were a lot of things that I was holding on to, whether it was, you know, trauma. I don't I don't even want to say trauma, but like conditioned learnings from my childhood and you know the way we operated as as, as a family, you know, this constant fear of Oh gosh, I can't get pregnant before marriage because if I get pregnant, like there were all these, these fears that were instilled Mm -hmm. in us. And I think sometimes we tell our bodies without even knowing like subconsciously, we tell our bodies to be fearful of something or to hold on to something, or even the way that we speak to ourselves, like the thoughts that we have about the way that we look and about the way that we feel. So I constantly try to remember that. I I try to remember that and I try to always speak to myself the way that I wanna be spoken to, especially, you know, for for example, the way I would wanna be spoken to by someone I love romantically or a friend. I try to to have that same dialogue or respect for my own self-talk because I don't want those damaging, that damaging rhetoric to like manifest in my body anymore. Cause it definitely, it definitely was.
0: <laughs> yeah. As soon as you become aware of those thoughts, man, that in a mean girl, she can be so mean. She's such a, oh, I
1: was going to say the B word, but She's she can be such a, She's such a little <laughs> witch.
0: She's <laughs> the worst. And you She's think the worst. Like, <laughs> what is she saying to me? Like, Oh my god no wonder like my wow. self-esteem is on the floor like what
1: and we do that a lot too with Kedish. I mean obviously we're a feminine and intimate wellness brand so we talk a lot about feminine health but we also talk a lot about self-worth and body positivity and mindset because I know through my journey that all of those things are very much tied into our physical health, our mental health, our physical health, our hormone health. It's all very closely tied in. And so we try to make, you know, our messaging, our imagery. Yeah. The way that we speak to the people in our community, we always try to make it like positive, uplifting and yeah. Encouraging.
0: Yeah. You guys have really, really nailed it on the imagery. Like, You know, it's something that I talk a lot about with clients, but a lot of clients don't get it. But like, like you're selling a feeling and emotion. So when I land on your Instagram page, one look, I should be like, okay, boom, this is how I'm feeling empowered. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling good. Like, and you guys definitely, you have your vibe. I don't know what, well, what is your kind of like your keywords?
1: Yeah. Like bold, authentic, a little spicy, but not. Yeah, like spicy and sexy, but the kind of sexy and the, the kind of sexy you feel when you feel really good about yourself. yourself. Not right. necessarily the sexy that like someone else makes you feel. Mm-hmm. It's the sexy that it's like it's when you're in your favorite cute little sexy pajamas or, you know, that feeling where it's like, oh, I feel really good today. Um, yes. So confidence. And just realness. I mean, a lot of the photo shoots that we have, they're either me, like I'm the model, or my friends, or my, co- my coworkers, my past coworkers. We do a lot of the shoots here at my house. We hardly wear makeup. We don't Photoshop or edit. I mean, we, we'll do like little tweaks, like a hair is out of place, but we don't airbrush or resize or any of that. And I think that that was what was really important to me is... Is that, yeah, our visually, when you look at our brand, that it was really authentic and that women, when, when they saw us, they could see themselves in it, or at least something that they aspire to be, whether it's like more confident or yeah, more, more excited, more, more ready to explore themselves and learn about
0: themselves. So
1: I'm happy that that comes through.
0: (laughs) Anything else you want to touch on regards to social media?
1: I think social media is really tricky. I think that it's definitely something that has been challenging. You know, we we only launched about a year and a half ago. And I think for, for when it comes to the brand perspective, I really try hard not to pay attention to the numbers. And I think that that's something that we as a society, unfortunately, have been trained to, to look at followers and likes as a value (laughs) and we put a certain value, like, oh, they're verified or they have this many likes or they have this or they have that. And I think that, you know, building this brand, we are very much like purpose-driven. We ground ourselves in our mission. And for me, like, I don't care if I I probably shouldn't say this, but I, it's fine. I don't care if I have one like or a thousand likes. I don't care if I have one follower or 40,000 followers. What's important to me is that if I post something or if we make some piece of content, and if it helps one woman, (laughs) if it makes her feel something, if it changes her mindset, if we change the trajectory of someone's day, like my purpose is fulfilled and I try really hard not to let the numbers and the algorithm and the this and the that make me feel like it's a like it's a measure of my success or it's a measure of my impact because to me like impact is what is success to me and so i really try to anchor myself in that you know as a business owner like
0: yeah you have to make
1: money you have to like (laughs) i get it i'm not completely detached from that Mm -hmm. But I guess where I'm coming from is, like you said, it's the motivation behind it. Like I'm not going to allow for if we have this really what I think is a great piece of content or a really amazing product Mm -hmm. and we put it out there to the world and it doesn't take off right away. I'm not going to let it deter me from my mission because it takes time. And what I'm also learning is whenever you're doing something different. And whenever you're doing something that requires for people to think differently or change their mindset, those things typically take time and I'm in it for the long game. Like I'm, I wasn't here. I, I didn't just get into building a brand and building this business to, you know, launch and sell out and <laughs> be yeah. an overnight success, which would have been great, but I'm here. I'm here for, for a deeper purpose than that. And I know that that sometimes takes time to to come to actuality and I'm willing to put in the work and grind it out until until I get there.
0: Yeah, because you're you're literally trailblazing a new path for generations to come. That was your path wasn't there before, right? Like yeah. so it's an amazing yeah. it's an amazing <laughs> mission. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing an amazing job and it's 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 incredible to watch and There is just something about, like I said, like the energy of it as well, that you can just feel, you can just, you're drawn towards it. And you said, you said you're a water sign, which sign are you?
1: I am. I'm a Scorpio. So it's my season Ah. right now. Oh,
0: today is
1: a big day. (laughs) I know. I'm actually all water. Like I'm a, I'm a double Scorpio. I think like my son's in Scorpio, my rising, my moon is in Scorpio and my rising is cancer. So I'm like, waterworks, yeah. waterworks. I'm yeah. insane.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm insane is basically yeah. what, it, what it is. And this, um, is, this is your season. Yeah, it is. And I definitely feel it. Like I feel, you know, with I'm into all this stuff like solar eclipse and this and that and new moon like i'm very much into that stuff and i recently have gotten into it probably over the last like year or two but i i really deeply believe in that and i think right now is t- supposed to be and i definitely feel it a very transformative time yeah and i think that i don't know just getting to know those aspects of yourself it's it's really helpful. It helps me understand those things that are not really easy to understand. Like in in a physical world, it's like why do my thoughts wake me up at 4 a.m.? Why do I have all the greatest ideas either at 4 a.m. or like when I'm in the shower? And it's like oh, because I'm a water sign and that's my element. And like, you know, like there are so many. I don't know. It just kind of helps me fill
0: in the gaps of all the crazy.
1: All the crazy parts that come up on these journeys
0: like as soon as i got into astrology by the way i'm so i'm a moon scorpio a pisces sun sign and then leo so like wow i'm supposed to become like more confident more you know like express myself more and things like that and uh but yeah water sign all the way deeply emotional Mm -hmm. and i think about things like so deeply and then i'm looking around i'm like Why is no one else thinking about this? Like everyone else is just like, you know, like going about their life, it's so easy. Like, why am I stuck in this like intense deep thought about like the meaning of life all the time? Yeah. (laughs) Like it's a Monday. Relax.
1: Do you need a lot of alone time as well?
0: A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot of baths and a lot of alone time. Yeah, same.
1: So that that's okay. also something that I'm learning too. Is like, okay, how do I make space for the things that I actually need?
0: Mm. And that
1: means that I need one day of not talking to humans at least once every like four days, four or five days.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. But I found astrology so helpful in, yeah, like understanding those parts about yourself. And then it just makes so much sense. And even when I looked up North Node, have you looked up your North Node? no oh my gosh north node blew me away I was like so it's supposed to be like you have a south node and a north node when you look up your birth chart your south node is like what you mastered in a past life and your mm. north node is what you're here to master in this life oh wow okay. this is like your comfort zone if you get too comfortable you get stuck here but your your karmic path is is your north node and I swear, mine—the ones that I've read—because I'm obsessed with it. So every time, like, I meet somebody, I'm like, "Oh, what's your North Node?" It's fascinating. Wow.
1: fascinating. Oh my gosh, okay, I'm gonna have to look that up.
0: Look up your North Node, girl.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I I love all this stuff, and I what? think that it's cool that I don't know. I feel like society is shifting, and people are getting more into it, and it's becoming more acceptable. It's like you know, crystals and this and that and like I think it's very real. I truly truly believe in it and I actually have used it a lot especially in the last year or two that, you know, things have been scary and
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> scary and uncertain and it's really helped me. I don't know, it's really helped ground me in mm. those in those moments. This is the first time I've done a podcast like this where you know, it's not the focus. The focus is not like the typical stuff. Mm. Um, and I've gotten to speak a little bit more about, yeah, how I use other tools of whether it's like therapy or all these advisors and <laughs> spiritual healers. And yes,
0: um, we need another whole. Okay, we'll do another whole part two, I think. Yeah, <laughs> that
1: would be great.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Such a good chat, Iman. Thank you so much for joining. Of course. Um,
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And always, always fun to
0: chat with you. Always good. And have an amazing, transformative Scorpio season. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hope we'll chat to you soon.
1: All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>